I've tried opening this podcast like about 10 different times. I can't get it fucking right. I'm tired. I think I'm a little drunk. And it's all good. So let's get this done so I can get to bed. Finish out the work week. Go on vacation. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. We are delving into the NFC North, the final division, my division, as a Packers fan, of course. And, uh, yeah, we got four teams left. Let's hit it up. Let's do it. Recording it a day early because I know I'm going to be absolute shit show for tomorrow. So, um, is there anything else I got to go over? No, we went over, over everything in AFC North. Um, a little scatterbrained. Probably shouldn't be doing the podcast, but fuck it. You know who else is scatterbrained? The Chicago Bears. So let's take a look there. We have Mitch Trubisky and or Nick Foles. Who the fuck knows who's going to be quarterback here? Uh, more than likely, you're probably looking at Nick Foles <clears throat> winning this job outright, but uh, that's not to say that Trubisky uh, can't secure it. He has been there for three previous seasons. Um, make or break, maybe possibly starting out, and then Foles coming into the fray since we're dealing with the whole COVID-19 thing. But uh, no matter what, I'm not really – too thrilled with the Chicago Bears passing offense this season. I don't really care if Bill Lazor, the new offensive coordinator, is there. Um, there's a few things that I don't like. Uh, running backs, you're looking at David Montgomery, and there's been a lot of talk about T- Tariq Cohen. There would be splitting. You know, Tariq Cohen would be getting most of the passing work, um, which is probably pretty true, but he's still like a fucking uh, Smurf with a helmet on. So... I'll be passing there. I'm also not very high on David Montgomery, and it's not David Montgomery himself, but they didn't really do all that much to improve this offensive line. So in my eyes, it's we saw what happened last year. They couldn't get really anything going. I think the same thing continues this year, and everybody gets fired. Uh, Ryan Nall is there uh, still to back up Cohen, and Montgomery won't be much of a factor probably because they're stupid and uh so is everybody in the industry who doesn't believe in ryan hall from oregon state uh wide receivers you're looking at number one being alan robinson love i i still like robinson this year especially if trubisky uh is the quarterback there they brought in ted ginn to uh start opposite of him um if ted ginn isn't good to go it'd be Corderell patterson in that spot or quite possibly Anthony Miller, who would move from the slot to the outside. There's been a lot of hype on Anthony Miller this offseason. 
I like Anthony Miller, um, but I still don't think that he's going to be what everybody expects him to be. But at his draft position, he might be somebody that you might want to take a shot on. Uh, Riley Ridley, their draft pick from last year, is back uh, to back up Anthony Miller in that spot. And there's, there was some talk earlier in the preseason about Darnell Mooney, who was the fifth-round pick uh, for the Bears out of Tulane. Uh, Darnell Mooney is not somebody that, I would think it would have made a difference even if we weren't dealing with the situations that we are with this offseason. So I don't know why everybody's on him, but we're not going to worry about it. We, I, His ADP is going to be you know, completely tanked in the basement, so we're not worried there. Uh, tight end, here's the weird fucking thing, right? So, And we kind of talked about this during the draft, was that the Bears took Cole Komet, in the second round, the tight end out of Notre Dame. But they already gave Jimmy Graham a whole shit ton of money to, you know, for at least a season, uh, be their tight end. So it was like, uh, why did you spend a second round pick on Cole Komet if you were going to have Jimmy Graham be your guy? So that's going to be a complete uh, shit show there. Uh, it is nice to see that the Bears actually are under the cap limit of 10 tight ends on their team uh, with Demetrius Harris, Ben Broniker, Adam Shaheen, J.P. Holtz, Jesper Horstead, Eric Solbert, and Darian Clark filling in the rest. But guess what? They're not going to stick with one tight end. They're going to try and run a 12 personnel at certain times. Um, just stay away from the tight end position here. Unless you're a Bears fan, then go ahead and just you know, kill your whole team. Offensive line is pretty much the same as last year with Charles Leno, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, uh, Rashad Coward, and Bobby Massey. Now you did we did get uh Kyle Long, who was that right guard, he retired. Uh he wasn't very good last year anyways, but uh I would think that would be more due to injury than it was his actual skill. But uh it's I I don't care what the rankings are for, you know, your left guard, your center, and your right tackle. It's not a good offensive line. It really is not. Um, They're going to struggle. They're going to really struggle to run that ball again this year. That's why I would stay away from that. Like I said, Allen Robinson's probably the only guy that I actually really like on that offense. Now, uh, defense. Take a look at the defensive line. You have Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, and Billy Nichols, which is fine. They're strong again there. Linebacking core will be Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, and newly acquired Robert Quinn from Dallas. So they did make a couple. They did make an improvement here with the addition of Quinn um, at outside linebacker. So. It's going to be nice little bookends right there for the linebacking core. Your outside corners are going to be Kyle Fuller again. Uh, new uh, second-round pick, Jalen Johnson, the cornerback out of Utah. Um, I have seen uh, some sites that have put Artie Burns there who came over from Pittsburgh, but Artie Burns sucks because he gets burned all the time. So unless... They're willing to move Buster Screen out of the slot or maybe move Sharik uh, McManus, but 
those guys will probably end up be st- uh, staying in the slot. And then you got your safeties in Deion Bush and Eddie Jackson. Uh, they're solid there. Taking a look at strength of schedule, based on record, they have the 13th, 13th hardest schedule in the NFL. By quarter, 31st, 11, 11, and 4. So first quarter is good. Uh, based on total defense, though, they have the 24th hardest schedule at by quarter, 29, 6, 14, and 22. Versus the rush, they have the 10th hardest schedule, 9, 9, 10, and 27th. So even the schedule is not shaping up too well for them. Now that is based on last year's number, of course, but uh, as we go through the schedule, we'll see if that is if we believe that's going to hold true. Versus the pass, 23rd hardest schedule. 32nd, 3rd, 15th, and 16th. Wide receiver one, here's your uh, Allen Robinson. 16th overall. 25th, 1st, 23rd, and 9th. I'll stay away, maybe focus on DFS, maybe. Uh, I take that back. I was thought I was talking about the quarterbacks here. Um, Allen Robinson is going to actually transcend most of that, just based, especially if Trubisky's there because he's a target machine when Trubisky's in there. And it was kind of funny because last year somebody was telling me, you know why Allen Robinson gets all the targets? And I said, no. And they're like, if you look... He lines up on, I think it was his left side. Yeah, it was always to the left. He could only throw the ball to his left. He could never throw it to the right, which I thought was odd. And then it was funny, too, because Anthony Miller would switch over to the left side, and that's when he would start hitting him um, when he'd sit in the flats. Or when he was coming across, he'd come from the right to the left, and that's when he would hit him over there. So... But uh, wide receiver two, so this is going to be your Ted Ginn. It's going to be the seventh hardest schedule on the board. Ted Ginn's old anyways. He's done. Uh, 31st, ninth, 6th, and 6th. Wide receiver plus. Now, this is what makes me want to take a shot on Anthony Miller um, a little bit, especially at what his ADP is. is He's got the 27th hardest schedule. and It's going to be 32, 8, 27, and 20. So it's pretty good except for the second quarter. So it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, tight end. Ugh. Here's your Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. 26 hardest schedule. 16, 23, 16, and 20. Just not going to buy into tight ends. They're going to have to keep a tight end in there to run the ball. Uh, running back in the passing game. 12th hardest schedule by quarter. 20th, 12th, 13th, and 18th. Taking a look at the DVOA for the defense. Um versus uh, opponent offense, seventh hardest schedule overall, 21, 22, 4, and 12. Uh, pass offense, six overall, 21, 17, 5, and 14. And then rushing offense, 13th overall with 21, 14, 8, and 13. So it doesn't shape up all that well. Defense plus offense, DVOA put together, uh, 22nd hardest schedule on the board, 28, 17, 7, and 19. So defense oh let's see what they've got for opponents here week one they've got the lions like i said i think their defense has improved we're going to get to them soon enough here take a look at that versus the giants okay maybe maybe be all right not the running backs but maybe the wide receivers uh falcons definitely wide receivers in there colts 
work in progress. Probably playing from... Uh, might be playing from behind in that one because it's in Indianapolis. Uh, versus the Buccaneers. You always pass on the Buccaneers versus run. Um, Panthers could maybe shape up. That's going to be... That could shape up to be a really good game for Montgomery. Or that could shape up to be a landmine in DFS because everybody will run to Montgomery if the Panthers continue to let up uh, yards to the running back. The Rams are in week seven. This tight end running backs in a passing game, so that could be a Tariq Cohen game uh, if they end up playing from behind. But you never know because it's uh, Jared Goff could actually give the Bears a lead uh, versus Saints. Yeah, never mind. No, Saints all day. Uh, to At Titans, you can pass on the Titans. You don't run on Titans. Vikings, same thing. Pass, not run. Week 11, bye. Uh, week 12 is the Packers. I don't even think they can run against the Packers. Uh, Lions, again, I think the Lions are stronger. Versus Texans, yeah, everybody's pretty much available there. Vikings, uh, throw, not run. Jaguars, everything's available. Uh, Packers, again, I don't know if they're going to be able to run on, run on them. It's usually a pretty low-scoring game. So not really high on any of the Chicago Bears at all. And I know I have a little bit of a bias in there too, but um, I think even in everybody else's heads. I mean, when you have a problem here at quarterback where you don't know which quarterback's going to be starting, that tends to be a problem for the rest of your offense. Uh, mix in that poor offensive line, and I'm just not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. Nick Foles, though, does come in at QB 33. Mitch Trubisky at QB 35, so even uh, drafters right now in best balls, they're not buying. They're not buying at all. Let's take a look at the running backs. David Montgomery does come in at running back 25, so he's just outside of the running back twos. He's the start of the running back threes. Here's what you have behind David Montgomery. You have Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt, Mark Ingram, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. And then we talked about Damian Williams might be moving up the boards with the rumors that it's going to be a 50-50 split in there. So David Montgomery, way too high. Overall pick of 51. I'm not spending a fifth-round pick on him. There's no... No fucking way. I'm not getting drawn into that. Now, let's see where Tariq Cohen is. And why can I not find Tariq Cohen? He should have been right there. Did I cut him out? What the fuck? Okay, there he is. All right, Tariq Cohen's going to be your RB38. So he comes in as an RB4. He's two uh, players behind uh, Alexander Madison and then Marlon Max right in front of him. Right behind him is Sony Michelle and Jordan Howard. I'd probably rather have any of those guys. Uh, Tariq Cohen comes in overall at 92. I don't know. Even at that price, it's it's not a terrible price, but I don't know if I'm going to mess with it. 
if I don't like the lead back, I'm not going to like the backup. So, and it, like I said, it has nothing to do with David Montgomery himself. It has everything to do with that offensive line. Um, moving to the wide receiver, you have Allen Robinson. He comes in at wide receiver eight. So you got to actually pay a lot for him. Uh, right in the start of the second round at overall pick 27. And then all the other guys fall way back. Now, Anthony Miller is interesting, and this is why I would take a shot on him, because he's wide receiver 53. So that makes him a wide receiver 5, overall pick at 130. So I have some interest there. We have looked at the uh, strength of schedule on him, and it's favorable. So I think we could take a shot there. Now you have Darnell Mooney and Corderell Patterson at 105 and 106, respectively, for wide receivers. Um, Comes in before Ted Ginn, I believe. Yeah, Riley Ridley even comes in before him at wide receiver 142, Ted Ginn at 145. So a lot nobody's buying into Ted Ginn in this offense whatsoever. So we're not going to worry about that there. Now we go to tight end. And you're going to have Jimmy Graham as your tight end 34. Makes him non-relevant. Cole Komet, uh, tight end 43, completely non-relevant. Do not touch Chicago Bear tight ends. Chicago Bears defense comes in at defense number six, which I think is high. It comes in before the Kansas City Chiefs, which Kansas City Chiefs, you're you're basically playing that the offense is going to get way ahead and that you're looking for turnovers. That's why I'm not really into them. Uh, New Orleans Saints at defense number eight, though. I would rather have the New Orleans Saints defense before the Chicago Bears. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers made some improvements. Maybe I'd like them there. But, again, we have the Chargers, which I kind of liked. Um, and then you, at uh, defense number 10, and then you had the Colts at number 12, which I want to take a shot on, too. Um. Yeah, you'd even have Denver Broncos at defense 15. So I'd rather wait than actually go with the uh, Chicago Bears. I'd even take probably that New England Patriots defense now that uh, Cam Newton's on the other side and should be able to uh, have the offense, you know, secure a shit ton of time management, control the game, the game flow and whatnot. Uh, that's only going to bolster that defense even more. All right. Now we have the – should have Detroit Lions. Yep, there they are. There they are. Take a sip of this. Sip of, sip of daddy's juice. I'm going to take a sip of daddy's juice here. Mm, that's good juice. That's good juice. All right. That quarterback, you're going to have Matthew Stafford back. He's been sitting – you know, he's – Gets hurt every single fucking year, and it sucks because he's playing really, really well. And then he has something, something happen with that back every fucking year. So we're gonna have to see what his ADP is. I want to kind of take a risk on him again, um, even though it looks like they're gonna try and go a little bit running heavy as well. Um, I still like Matt Stafford because I like all of his targets, right? So I kind of want the guy that's gonna stir the drink. Running backs, you're gonna have you're gonna have a split between Carryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift. Swift being the second round selection out of Georgia, uh, very highly touted. Don't know 
exactly what's going to happen here, but definitely looking at at least 50-50. If it gets down to fucking both Scarsborough, just don't. Don't put your trust in both Scarsborough. And I know there's been a lot of talk about this Jason, this Jason Huntley rookie kid, but I'm not buying into it. And he's got way too much to get it through. He's got to get through both Scar. He's got to get through Scarsborough, Ty Johnson, and West Hills before he even sniffs being a backup to those to Johnson and Swift at wide receiver. Hey, Kenny Galladay, we love him, right? His ADP is going to be even higher this year, um, which I think is fine. He's a stud. Marvin Jones lines back up across from him. Hopefully, we get some good value like we do every year on him. I do like Marvin Jones as a player. So we'll see what happens with strength of schedule and ADP. Danny Amendola, I'm not touching him. He's too hit or miss on there. A uh, guy that you're going to want to pay attention to is Quintez Cephas. He is the fifth-round uh, wide receiver <clears throat> out of Wisconsin. He's one of my guys. Um, if Marvin Jones goes down, it's going to be between two guys starting in his place. It's either going to be Geronimo Allison or it's going to be Quintez Cephas because it could move his learning curve up. It all depends on where they're at in the season. So uh, keep an eye on him. Not a guy that you're going to draft, but definitely a guy to keep in the back of your head. At tight end, you're going to have TJ Hawkinson. Fuck the Jesse James shit. He's nothing more than a blocker there. Kind of like TJ Hawkinson, but again, you're going to have, you got a ton of weapons already. Depending upon how your roster is built, <clears throat> how many tight ends you actually need, you know, most of us only have one, is going to really determine if you're going to even look at him late in a draft. You know, especially if you have like Kenny Yalday or Marvin Jones, you're definitely not taking Hawkinson there. Uh, you could take a shot on Hawkinson if you had, if you're going to have Matt Stafford. That would probably be about the only other. Detroit Lions player I would look at or look to pair up with. So, and it makes sense because it's the quarterback. Offensive line has gotten a little bit better with Taylor Decker, Joe Dahl, Frank Ragnow, Ode Abouche, and oh my God. Halapalavade Vitali. Nailed it. Not at all. Uh, it's going to be a very good offensive line. I think you're going. If uh, uh, Bushi happens to fail at right guard, I think third, their third-round selection of Jonah Jackson, the offensive guard out of Ohio State, I think he can start actually right away. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But even if there's an injury, I think they'll pull him up uh, from a backup role. Looking at the Detroit Lions defense, okay? Now this is, these are, this is what we're looking at here. So their defensive line is... Romeo Aquara, Danny Shelton, John Atkins, and Trey Flowers. It's pretty fucking solid along the front with those four. John Atkins wasn't uh, rated very well, but I think playing in between Danny Shelton, who they brought in from New England, and Trey Flowers, who they brought in from New England the year before, I think it's only going to bolster him. Linebacking court is Jamie Collins. Who ended? Who came from uh, New England as well? Reggie Ragland should be back in the middle, and then you have Elijah Lee, who came from San Francisco. 
So it's pretty solid right there in the middle at linebacker, too. You look at the outside corners, you have Desmond Trufant, who wasn't really good in Atlanta, right? But if you get a if you get a really good consistent pass rush, he is passable on a defense. I mean, nobody in Atlanta was going to play good with some of the characters that they had there. But, you know, across from across from him on the other side, you have uh the first round pick in Jeff Akuda, the cornerback out of Ohio State. So I think they're going to pick out Akuda open the year leaving Trufant pretty, you know, pretty safe on that side, but he will take he will take some of the number most of the number ones, I think right out the gate until Akuda gets his feet under him for the season. In the slot, you'll have Justin Coleman again in there. So that's solid. And then your safeties are Duran Harmon and Tracy Walker. They're not that bad. You got J. Ron Curse in there too, backing him up. And he came over from Minnesota. So I think this defense is going to be really fucking good. But it's the Lions. That's the only problem. Somehow, sometimes the Lions just get a Lions, and I ain't lying. All right, let's look at the strength of schedule here for the offense. Um, strength of schedule based on opponent record: uh, seventh over uh, seventh hardest schedule: four twenty twenty seventh and three. That's not very good. Let's see based on total defense: eleventh. So it got a little bit better. 9, 21, 27, and 1. So second and third quarters are the best so far here. Versus the rush, 13th hardest uh, schedule in the NFL. 6, 21, 30, and 4. Again, second and third quarter. Versus the pass, so here's Matt Stafford. 8th hardest schedule. Woof. Woof. 10, 21, 19, and 5. Again, second and third quarter. I have to take a look into it. Wide receiver one. So Kenny Galladay, six hardest schedule. You believe in the talent, he's gonna beat he's gonna beat on top uh more times than he's gonna be covered. So by quarter 10, 20, 4, and 27, second and fourth quarter. Wide receiver two, here's your Marvin Jones, six hardest schedule. Hmm, okay. Uh fifth, twenty second, thirty second, and first. There we go again. Two and three. Quarters two and three should be pretty decent, it looks like. Wide receiver plus, here's your Danny Amendola. 19th hardest schedule, 16-32, third and 21st, so second and four. Tight end, here's TJ Hawkinson's schedule. 28th hardest schedule in the league, and that is 24th, 10th, 26th, and 21. So he's got a pretty good schedule. If you want to wait later in your draft, maybe maybe take a shot at TJ Hawkinson instead of uh, uh, paying up for Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Running backs to the passing game, third hardest schedule, 11th, 13th, 18th, and second, broken down by quarters. We look at the defense, they have the 16th hardest schedule versus opponent, uh, opposing offenses DVOA from last year, uh, 7, 19, 30, and 3. So very middle of the road. Passing offense, 13th, 7, 20, 30, and 1. So the second and third quarters are going to be good. And that 
holds true for the total offense rank. Rush offense, eighth hardest schedule, 4, 19, 25, and 8. So, it's, again, second and third quarter. It's all the way straight through. Defense and offensive DVOA, 11th hardest schedule, 3rd, 19th, 31st, and 1st. Let's take a look at the schedule. Uh, week 1 versus the Bears. Yeah, maybe we'll skip that one, although that bodes well for Marvin Jones in that one. Uh, versus the Packers. Again, can they run against the Packers' good offensive line? Uh, might have some success there because they did not really improve their uh, middle their linebacking the middle linebacking spots. So you have not only uh, your running back, but your tight end is usually pretty good against the Packers in that spot. So there's a Hawkinson. Oh, then week three you have another Hawkinson with the Cardinals. Nice, everybody's available there. Saints. You're looking at more of your wide receiver, too. So Marvin Jones, um, Kenny Galladay will have a hell of a time with Lattimore there. Uh, week five, they're on bye. Week six, they're versus the Jaguars. They're going to be all good to go. Falcons, all good to go versus the Colts. A little bit tougher matchup, like we said, but it's doable. Should be a lower-scoring game. Uh, Vikings, always over the top. Uh, Redskins slowing everything down a little bit, but they should have success against them. Uh, At the Panthers, running back, running back, running back. Uh, Marvin Jones is actually really good in that matchup too. Uh, And so does TJ Hawkinson. Uh, That's scheduled for TJ Hawkinson. It's kind of giving me a a woody right now. Uh, Texans, everybody's good to go. (coughs) Bears, Marvin Jones. Um... Kenny Galladay's had success at once, every once in a while on that, too. Uh, versus Packers, again, running backs, uh, tight ends. Uh, Titans, over the top, not ground and pound. Buccaneers, same thing, not ground and pound. This is week 16, too, not ground and pound throwing. So, actually, to be honest with you, Matt Stafford is really good. I, I'm not going to believe this uh, eighth hardest schedule versus the pass. Um he can stay healthy. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a, a QB one. I like him. I don't like I don't like Galladay nearly as much, but he should, especially his ADP. But I mean, you know, even when you look at like say the Cardinals, he could be Patrick Peterson. He could beat everybody on there. So, um. I think he's a little bit of a risk, but I, I wouldn't hold it against you if you took him. He is a wide receiver one. Uh, Marvin Jones I like, and uh, T.J. Hawkinson definitely. So let's take a look at our ADPs here, go through it real quick. Uh, Matt Stafford does come in at QB 13, so he's right outside the QB 1s. Pick 113, so you can wait for him. You can take a shot on him. Now, because of Matt Stafford's injury history, I would absolutely take a second quarterback. Uh, Definitely check the bye weeks on that one. (coughs) Running backs for Detroit. Uh, Not very high. DeAndre Swift is the first one at RB29. So he's uh, RB3. Pick 59 overall. So end of the fifth round. 
And then we have Carrion Johnson comes in at RB43, uh, pick 106 overall. So you could handcuff the situation and just play it by ear, but you're probably going to struggle because if one has a good game one week, you're going to switch over to him, and then it, the other one will have the good week, right? We've all kind of been in that situation every once in a while. So you have to decide if you want to stick your nose in there, if you still believe in Carrion Johnson, which I th- he's very talented. Is the only thing that's killing him is he's getting hurt, and he's been playing again. He's been playing behind shitty offensive lines. So you either still believe in Carrion, or you believe in the rookie, and that he's going to come around later in the season. I think. I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to hit right or, right out the gate. I don't. So you have to decide if you're going to pay that fifth round price for him. And that's a very still a very important spot. I liked carry on last year. He was doing fine, and then he got hurt. So whoever's starting behind there should be good to go. But I do think we I think I do expect a split, especially with you know, the same type of thing with the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and uh, Damian Williams. This is kind of like the the lower-tier version of that. So, uh, next, here. So, Jason Huntley is your, you know, we're talking lower end, but we have to discuss this, okay? So, Jason Huntley is coming in, RB91. He's the, he's the next Detroit Lion running back. You know, it's overall pick 373. We're not worried about that. So he's RB91. Bull Scarsborough comes in as RB111. 20 are running backs behind Jason Huntley. I don't know why. Why this is happening. He hasn't even gotten on the field. This is all speculation on Jason Huntley. You have Ty Johnson not even getting drafted. Um, yeah, it, or Ty Johnson, I'm sorry. So I don't know what's going on with that Huntley. Huntley is not that good. I've looked at him. He is not good at all. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay is going to be your wide receiver seven. He's going to be the 25th overall pick. So right around the 2-3 turn. I think that's fine. I actually like Kenny Galladay a little bit better. To be honest with you, I, I would take Kenny Galladay before I take Chris Godwin if they're right, both right there. Call me crazy. I'd rather I'd rather have Kenny Galladay. He's assured targets. We don't know exactly what's going on, what's going to happen with the Tampa offense. You can say all you want that he likes to throw to the slot. That was in New England. We don't know what's going to happen with you know a new offense and all that. So. Be very careful with Chris Godwin, please. I'm not going to yell if you take him, but don't don't say I didn't warn you. We talked about it in the NFC South. Marvin Jones is coming in at wide receiver 37. So he's wide receiver 4. Uh, pick overall of 87, so it's a really good spot for him. Um, not going to be a consistent starter under T, but, you know... You want to switch it, switch him in and out as a backup? Go for it. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. Danny Amendola is your wide receiver, ninety-two. 
Uh, so he's basically not getting drafted. Uh, same holds true for... Where are you? Where's my rookie? Where's my rookie? Where's Cephas? Yeah, Quintus Cephas. Wide receiver, 148. So he's not even going anywhere. And like I said, I wouldn't draft him either. Uh, but I would keep an eye on him. Switching over to tight end, you have TJ Hawkinson, who is tight end 16 at pick 138. You go two tight ends, you make sure... Definitely, definitely draft him before that 138. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I would definitely, I, I'll, I'll get myself a piece of TJ Hawkinson. I mean, if you're in Michigan, you know, upper Indiana, you're going to have to pay a little bit more for him because it's the name value. But um, I like him better. Here's the guys ahead of him. Noah Fant, Austin Hooper. They're like directly right in front of him. I like him. I like Hawkinson better than those two. I think it's a tie between him and Goddard. And then you have Cook ahead of him. And I think I like Hawkinson a lot more than even Jared Cook. Goddard Goddard and Hawkinson, they're kinda I think mix and match. It's kind of pick your poison right in that spot. Uh, Detroit Lions defense are not getting drafted at all. So and they are defense number 30. So you're going to – you want to take a shot on them? You could take a shot on them. I might say you're going to want to wait anyways because they are on bye in week five. They're going to have some bad defenses. You could pick them up during the bye, though, if you wanted to take them on. Uh, versus Jaguars, maybe versus the Falcons. They're going to have to play really, really well to get taken. By the time we get to week eight, week nine, okay, starting to week eight. So Colts, Vikings, Redskins, Panthers, Texans. So right in that stretch there, you probably have to pick them up on that week five bye if you have space. Deeper leagues, definitely go ahead and pick them up as a second defense and just see if you want to speculate on it. At some point, you can always just drop them um, during that week, uh, during that bye week too, if you don't, if you don't uh, see any more potential out of them. But come on, get over here. Depth charts. We're going to Green Bay. It's my team here. Aaron Rodgers is a lot of... Uh, talk about Aaron Rodgers, that he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, that he's going to be throwing the ball all over the fucking field. Um, I would love to see it. But I'll believe it when I see it. This team is completely transforming itself as as a run-heavy team. You don't take A.J. Dillon in the second round and then say, okay, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to throw it all around the field. <laughs> he's going to be back to where he was before, where he was, we were taking him in the fourth and fifth round. No, it's not. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will split. Jamal Williams will be involved. Uh, Josiah DeGuerra will probably be involved a little bit on third, at least in third downs in the passing game. Um, 
I do have speculations that Aaron Jones is actually going to be one of the guys that they're going to move out um, into a possible slot role, mix it up on the outside in the passing game because we don't have a definitive second target outside for you know outside of Devonte Adams, right? And we might as well just transfer over. Uh, transition over to the wide receivers anyway. So you're going to have Devontae Adams. He is, without a shadow of a doubt, he's the number one wide receiver on the team. Number one in targets, everything, right? You're going to have to be speculative on whether or not you believe that Alan Lazard truly will be second in targets or if it's going to be Devin Funches. I think both of them will be rather equal and you're going to see a little bit more throwing with Jones a little bit with Jamal Williams. We have to remember that Jamal Williams is very good at pass blocking. So he is going to see the field. AJ Dillon, I think will get some of the goal line work. Although Aaron Jones was pretty good at the goal line. Last year, those touch those touchdowns are going to come down. They're going to come down. They're probably going to go to Dylan in that spot. Tight end, we taught uh, Josiah DeGuerra should be at fullback. Uh, he was the third round pick tight end out of Cincinnati. Uh, Jay Sternberger should be the starting tight end, if not him possibly being moved over towards the slot at times with Mercedes Lewis blocking. There's also that possibility. But I'm not going to buy into the I'm not going to buy into the Packers tight end. It's been a losing cause the last few years to buy into Packer tight ends as starters. I understand that serious that John Hansen loves Jay Sternberger, but you have to be super careful with it. Super deep leagues, any any leagues that you know utilize two tight ends, maybe I'd take them as a third. Maybe. Maybe. But that would just be a spec ad anyways. Offensive line should be pretty solid again this year. You have David Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Lori, uh, Corey Lindsley, Billy Turner, and Ricky Wagner going from left to right. Should be pretty good, definitely for the running game. Uh, I think they'll be a little bit better in pass blocking. Don't have to worry about if Brian Bulaga is going to make it through a fucking game. I love Brian Bulaga to death, but Jesus Christ, every year just holding your breath if he was going to make it through. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers defense. It's going to be the 3-4. We look at the defensive line. Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, and Tyler Lancaster. Uh, Good, not great. Go to linebacking core. Your outside linebackers are good. Go from strong to weak side. Preston Smith, Oren Burks, Christian Kirksey, and Zadarius Smith. Now, there's somebody out there who loves Christian Kirksey. Came over from Cleveland. Loves him. Loves him. Would just rub his inner thigh if he could. And Kirksey's okay. I think Kirksey with the Smith brothers being there, I think it's going to make him better. 
uh, especially when we get to safeties as well. Oren Burks is going to be a real headache for me because he's not that good. And I really wish they would just move on from him. But I think you could possibly see Rashawn Gary, who was uh, the, the linebacker that was selected from Michigan last year. Um, I think you could see him transition inside too um, and possibly fight for a starting spot. So that linebacking core could improve, but I think it's only going to improve if they can push uh, Gary to work on the inside. Your outside uh, corners are going to be Jair Alexander and Kevin King. I think they're solid, not terrific, but, you know, they get the job done. They're, they work hard. I was really impressed with what Alexander was doing last year, um, even more so than Kevin King, who we expected to actually be good. So uh, that's why I would give a little bit of a nod over to Alexander. Josh Jackson. Josh, ja- Josh Jackson. Good Lord. Josh Jackson should man the slot. Um, and he's very capable in the nickel. And then you'll have Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos again at safety. And I think they're real fucking solid back there. So, like I said, I think you, I think they're going to be able to run on them again if Burks is in there. You put Gary over there, you might be able to persuade me to move off of that. But uh, until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. So... Let's look at strength of schedule. <clears throat> 15th hardest schedule based on opponents' schedules from last season. Uh, 11, 1, 21st, and 29th. So third and fourth quarters are going to be easier, apparently, according to that. Uh, we look at the total defense DVOA strength of schedule. Ninth hardest schedule. Good God, it got worse. 14th, 3rd, 14th, and 22nd. Great. Let's look at the rush. Third hardest schedule in the NFL. Break it down by quarter. Fourth, second, 19th, and 17th. We'll go through team by team, and then we'll examine that. Uh, Versus the pass, 12th hardest schedule on the board. 18th, 6th, 14th, and 19th. Wide receiver one. So here's your Devontae Adams strength of schedule. Fourth hardest schedule in the NFL. 14th, 14th, 6th, and 8th. Now, I like Devontae Adams. I think he's a top-tier talent. I think he can beat that ranking. But is it worth it to select him in the first round? Yes, actually. Because he's going to command as many targets as possible. Even with them going to more of a running offense, he's the guy. This is the whole Allen Robinson thing. This is Kenny Galladay. You can can like the number one wide receivers, the ones that are going to get the 100-plus targets. Wide receiver two, see, we don't even know who it's really going to be. We'll just say Devin Funches for this exercise because I doubt they're going to move Funches inside. Um, 26 hardest schedule, 21, 9, 23rd, and 18th. Of course he would have the easiest schedule. Of course. 
Wide receiver plus, we'll save this for whoever's in the slot. Right now I have Alan Lazard there. Uh, 17th hardest schedule, 28th, 5th, 21st, and 8th. Tight end, 7th hardest schedule in the NFL, 2nd, 5th, 19th, and 27th, broken down by quarter. Running backs in the passing game, 8th hardest schedule, 13th, 2nd, 8th, and 24th. Want to take a look at the Packers defense? Let's take a look at the total offense, DVOA, strength of schedule. 14th hardest schedule. 4th, 7th, 27th, and 23rd. So it gets easier um, as, the, as the season goes on. Passing offense, 7th hardest schedule. 3rd, 5th, 28th, and 22nd. Again, follows that. So we'll, let's do the rush offense. 24th hardest schedule. Huh. Okay, 22nd, 10, 10th, 23rd, and 19th. Overall, 9th uh, with defense and offense, 9th hardest schedule, 5th, 4th, 22nd, and 25th. So there is a point where we could focus on the Green Bay Packers' defense if somebody's willing to probably end up drafting them, right, because of all the sacks and interceptions last year. Would they give up on them? And then we could pick them up later for a second half run. <clears throat> That's really the question. I don't know if I can trust them early enough to keep them on my team. Now, if I was drafting two defenses, that changes it up a little bit. But I don't I don't historically draft two defenses. I just don't do it. Unless you get a team like this that has a uh, week five bye. Usually I like to draft a defense that's later in the year so I don't have to worry about it until later. Um, uh, let's, go, let's go through the schedule here. So week one, it's going to be the Vikings. We know we can throw over the top on them, so maybe Rodgers will be all right there. All right. Definitely Devontae Adams in that game. Uh, versus the Lions, tough defense. Early, though, so we have to try and figure out who's lining up on Adams, which I think will be Trufant. But the offensive line is pretty good, so they should be able to hold off that pass rush. Uh, Saints? Oh, I pass. I pass. They're going to run it a lot, but I wouldn't trust anybody in, in fantasy for that one. Uh, versus the Falcons, everybody's in play, mostly uh, pass targets and whatnot. Uh, week five bye, Buccaneers got a throw on them. Uh, Texans, everybody's in play. Vikings, throw over the top. Uh, 49ers, probably not messing with it. Uh, Jaguars, everybody's in play. Colts, going to be tough, grind it out. Uh, that could be an A.J. Dillon type game. Uh, versus the Bears, Always usually pretty close uh, these last few years. So uh, wide receiver too. So that might be a Funchess spot. It might be an Alan Lazard spot more. I think Alan Lazard can take the top off there. Eagles, same type of thing. Uh, wide receiver two, wide receiver pluses are good. Uh, Lions, again, improved defense. Uh, Panthers, there's your running back in there. And then versus Titans in the end, usually like to throw over the top. So, I do not 
like the schedule for Aaron Jones at his ADP. Skip the running back first. So Aaron Jones is your RB10, 12th overall. So he's a first rounder. Yes, he's going to catch passes. But he's going to lose work to A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones is super talented, but I don't know against that schedule. If I like him that much. If he was a second round pick, I would definitely be in it. Even, you know, like a mid to early. I'd probably like it a little bit more. But I do like Nick Chubb. I like Nick Chubb behind him. Well, let's take a look at here. So behind him, you have Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards, or Chubb, I think Eckler's fine. I would probably take Jacobs before Josh Jacobs, who's right behind Ed, uh, Edwards Alaire. I'd probably take Jacobs before that. So yeah, I would say early second round. I probably like him a little bit more there. Although I do like Aaron Jones more than I like Kenyon Drake, um, only because you don't have a running quarterback in Green Bay. Rogers kind of falling off. So, I guess, you know, looking at it, he's okay back there. Kind of depends on how you feel about it. I guess he's okay. Now, you're going to have um, A.J. Dillon, who's going to be RB53 at pick 149. So, it's like right at the back end of your draft on there. We don't fully know these guys' roles yet. Um got Jamal Williams at RB62 at 188. <sighs> Here's what I would say. Because, you know, the question about handcuffing here is going to come up. If you grab Aaron Jones in the first round, you have to get your hands on A.J. Dillon. And then I think what you have to do is you have to play the game of Aaron Jones is the guy until he's not. He's going to be more of the pass catcher. So he's going to be more active. But A.J. Dillon, just be aware that A.J. Dillon's probably going to grab a couple of goal line carries and fuck him over from time to time during the year. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback 12 at pick 110. I Like I said, I may not be as high on Rodgers as a lot of people with the whole motive that he's going to be pissed off and wanting to take, you know, take on the world with this chip on his shoulder. But I will say this. If you're telling me I can get Aaron Rodgers in the 10th round, I'd probably take a shot at him. You don't you don't usually have to worry about turnovers. You know, if he you probably he'll at least be within the 25 to 30 range. And if he's if he does, if I'm wrong, 
and he says, and he ends up with that chip on his shoulder where he's slinging the rock, saying, "Fuck it, I'm throwing." <laughs> More power to it, especially with a QB that late. Now I know Stafford's right there. Daniel Jones is behind him. Uh, Daniel Jones being everybody's darling, we did kind of take a look at that. I was a little scared. Uh, but you do have Baker Mayfield, who should be safe this year. Ben Roethlisberger, who would be more of your upside guy. Uh, Jared, oh, I'm not going to recommend Jared Goff. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, let's move on. Got to go to the wide receiver. Devontae Adams is your wide receiver, too. Tenth all, overall pick, so he's right He's right there with uh, uh, Aaron Jones. Now, you gotta. We gotta scroll all the way down to find the next guy, and that being Alan Lazard at wide receiver sixty six, uh, overall pick one seventy seven. So, all right. So he's wide receiver sixty six. Devin Funches is wide receiver eighty four. He's been pretty stable there. Uh, not a lot of takers of the Packer wideouts. Uh, Jay Kumaro is wide receiver ninety six. And uh, Reggie Begleton, who was a, a CFL wide receiver, he's wide receiver 99. You wouldn't draft Reggie. You could draft Begleton if you want and just blow everybody's fucking mind. Uh, but you're going to have to sit with him for the first week of the season. So tight end Jay Sternberger is your tight end 24. So it apparently he's good enough to be a second tight end. Um, 183 overall, so end of drafts. Like I said, I don't think anybody's really going to be on him, except maybe in our draft. Somebody will get drunk and just take Jay Sternberger twice. I have no clue. I have no clue in our draft who would probably do that, Randy. Um, let's move on. Last but certainly not least, the Green Bay Packers defense is defense number 20. So... You want to take a shot on him, you're taking a shot on him for late in the season. I don't think it's going to be for the beginning, so I would definitely have to to cover that fucking bye week and move on there. Now, we got our last team. Ooh, it's our last team. It's our last team. And that's Minnesota Vikings. There they are. There they are, child. The Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins at quarterback and Sean Mannion backing him up. You know who else is there? Nate Stanley, who they drafted in the seventh round out of Iowa. Not going to be significant. But, um, yeah, Dalvin Cook's been threatening that holdout and stuff on there, too. I'm not... I'm not going to really believe in that one. I don't think it goes as far as what happened with the Zeke one. So I'm still willing to draft Delvin Cook where he's at. But definitely, definitely, you're getting your hands on fucking Alexander Madison if that thing is not resolved by your draft. And I don't care if you got to pay a round or two higher. You are going to do it because whatever running back is back there is going to be terrific. Uh, wide receivers here, you got Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson should be starting uh, outside, pardon me, opposite of uh, 
opposite of Thielen, and I believe Ola B.C. Johnson should take that slot role. Now, this could change, too, if they wanted to move Tajay Sharp to the outside and then move Justin Jefferson to the inside. I literally just kind of seen this. Um, there's been some talk that maybe Thielen would move into the slot. I don't think that one works out. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of talk about Justin Jefferson being able to move back into a more natural slot position because nobody can seemingly figure out who would be the other ops or outside wide receiver. It's not going to be Ola BC Johnson. It's not going to be Chad Beebe. So if Justin Jefferson moves to the inside, that would probably, in my opinion, you would have Tajay Sharp who came over from Tennessee on the outside opposite of Thielen. Thielen's going to be your number one target. Justin Jefferson will be your number two with Tajay Sharp being your three. But remember, you got your wide receiver two, wide receiver three, right? So, but you're you're definitely, I would think, early in the year, if that happens early in the year, you would see Thielen and Sharp in the two wide receiver sets until Jefferson's really ready to go and he can do and he can handle the outside coverage. So um, passing off, it's going to be kind of like last year. You're not going to get a huge amount of production out of it. But if it's a pick that's later in your draft, like Thielen's not late again, but Justin Jefferson is. So I probably would take a shot on the rookie, right? That's the only way I take a shot on a rookie is if it's double-digit round. Now, you can also make the case, too, that uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to run two tight end sets. So you're going to see a lot of Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, which means that you may not see a lot of Justin Jefferson, in a th- or at least in a three-wide um, at the beginning of the year as well. Does that mean I like the tight ends and Kyle Rudolph or Irv Smith? No, it does not. I'm not taking a shot on that. Not when they're splitting like that. The only team that I like when they have two tight ends on the field is the Eagles. And that's only because they've proven and showed it on the field. And that's why I trust like a guy like Dallas Goddard, even with Zach Ertz there. They run it. They run it more perfectly than anybody else. Until Minnesota can show it, I'm not touching either one. Offensive line. It's a better offensive line than the last couple of years that they've had. Riley Reef, Pat Elflin, Garrett Bradbury, Dakota Dozier, and Brian O'Neill. So again, you're going to be able to run. Uh, should be very good pass protection for Kirk Cousins. Not high on Kirk Cousins. All right, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings defense. Your defensive line will consist of Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce, who came over from Baltimore, uh, Sharmer Steven, and Fidye Odebingo. <laughs> I'm calling you Odebingo. Yeah, that is, that is <laughs> I call, I fucking got a bingo. I don't care. Get mad at me all you want. Linebacking core, it's going to be Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, and Eric Wilson. Solid again. Now, here's your 
outside corners, Mike Hughes and Jeff Gladney. Gladney being the first-round pick out of TCU. It's going to take him a while to develop. They'll have Holton Hill. Should be their starting slot corner. Um, very, He's decent. He's not terrific. So that's another place that you can beat him. The safeties are solid again, but it's more for the running game uh, in Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. So um, those outside corners are going to be very, very easy to get to. If Gladney goes down, Gladney goes down, oh. I mean, they did grab Cameron, Cameron Danzler in the third round out of Mississippi State. So it's possible that Danzler can beat out Mike Hughes, too, later in the year. But, yeah, they lose. They lose Gladney. They're fucked. They're completely fucked in that secondary. But, all right, let's finish this out strong. Strength of schedule based on seasonal records. Tenth hardest schedule. Fifth, tenth, 25th, and 18th. Okay. Based on total defense, 28th, 19, 23rd, 25th, and 9th. Versus the rush, 21st hardest schedule on the board, 19th, 25th, 30th, and 3rd. This is why I'm not willing to give up on uh, on the running back here, okay? Because that is, that is fucking ridiculous for Dalvin Cook. And like I said, you're going to handcuff it with Madison. Versus the pass, 22nd hardest schedule. 19th, 24th, 12th, and 15th. Nice. Versus wide receiver one, here's your Adam Thielen. Here's the reason why I don't like him, because he can't play outside, and he faces the second hardest schedule on the board. Uh, 24th, 11th, 5th, and 3rd. Now, it's based on last year's numbers. We'll take a look when we get in the teams. Wide receiver two, I'm calling this one Justin Jefferson. 25th overall, or 25th hardest schedule. 9th, 19th, 29th, and 23rd. It's pretty good. Especially since you can ease them along in that first quarter. There you go. Wide receiver plus, we'll say this is uh, Ola B.C. Johnson slash uh, Tajay Sharp. 13th hardest Record or 13th hardest schedule, 24th, 18th, 7th, and 7th. So, yeah, definitely skipping that. Uh, tight ends do have a good schedule. 31st schedule in the NFL, 21st, 19th, 31st, and 25th. So, it kind of sucks, but like I said, you're gonna. Have Try choosing between Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith. Good luck on that. I'll go all day in seasonal having somebody trying to figure that shit out. Running backs in the passing game, ninth hardest schedule, ninth, eighth, twenty-fourth, and tenth. Now we look at uh the DVOA strength of schedule for the defense. Uh based on total offense, fourth hardest schedule. Okay. That's not good. Six second uh, 25th and 20th versus pass offenses, 4th, 10th, 1st, 24th, and 11th, and rush offenses, 11th hardest schedule, 2nd, 8th,
first and 30th. Defense plus offense added together, 17th hardest schedule overall based on DVOAs, 13th, 13th, 24th, and 10th. So I'm not going to buy into the defense at all. They are going rather high for me too. So let's go week to week versus the Packers. Absolutely Dalvin Cook day. Uh, versus the Colts, it's still going to be Dalvin, more of a Dalvin Cook. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup, but it'll be good. Titans, you're going to look more at Cousins. Hopefully get over the top. And, again, you'll be able to utilize tight ends. Uh, actually, Thielen comes into play there, too. Uh, versus Texans, everybody's available. Seahawks, everybody's available. Falcons, everybody's available. Hmm. Week 7, they have a bye, and then they come back and they play at the Packers. So there's Dalvin Cook. Lions should be strong, but, you know, Dalvin Cook, again, would be a guy that you'd want there. Uh, versus the Bears, run at him, Dalvin, all day. Uh, Cowboys, I think everybody's pretty much available. Panthers, everybody's available, especially running backs. Uh, Jaguars, everybody's available. Buccaneers, throw over the top. Bears. Ground and pound as much as possible with Cook there. And then Saints in week 16, which would suck with Dalvin Cook. You're not going to rely on him really too much there. Um, So it does kind of suck in that fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, weird shit happens. I'm, I'm still not going to shit on Dalvin Cook. He's a stud. He's a stud. He he needs to get paid. But he needs to stay on the fucking field, too. So QB, ADP, Kirk Cousins, twenty four uh QB twenty four, one seventy six, so nobody's drafting him at all in regular leagues. Uh running back you Delvin Cook is RB five, uh six overall. And I'll give you the backups here too for your handcuffs. And Scene. Where are you? Alexander Madison. There you go. RB36, 85th pick overall. So, looking at about 8th round pick. Right at the very start of the 8th round. I would take Madison in the 7th very easily to have that backed up. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Boone is on here, too. Just got to find him first. He's actually below, I think, Huntley, if I'm not mistaken. There's C.J. Ham. Nobody gives a shit about C.J. Ham. Where's Mike Boone? Oh, Mike Boone, he's just way down. There he is. RB82, nothing major. Wide receivers. Looking at Adam Thielen being the first one at wide receiver 16, 40th pick overall. So he's getting taken right in the mid to early fourth on that. Let's see here. Justin Jefferson will be wide receiver 48, so wide receiver four. Pick 121, start of the 11th round. I'd take a shot on him there. I'd be a huckaberry. See here, Chad Beebe is actually the next one at wide receiver ninety-seven. Um, where is Ola BC? 
Where is Ola B.C. Johnson? Yeah, wide receiver 155, so nobody's even drafting him, which I think is really a fucking travesty if Justin Jefferson ends up starting on the outside and that leaves that slot open. But, you know, it's going to be another It's running offense, so have to skip it. Irv Smith comes in at tight end 23. Kyle Rudolph at tight end thirty one. They're you ver- they're virtually undraftable in your in your regulars in your regular leagues, your twelve team leagues. Maybe in your maybe in a sixteen or bigger. Yes, I have played in bigger ones. Um, eighteen to be precise. And last but certainly not least, Minnesota Vikings defense comes in at defense number fourteen. Still a little rich, too rich for my blood. But that's it, my friends. We have made it through all eight divisions. And we are ready to move on to more draft strategy. Kind of get into the draft guide a little bit more and talk about different types of items. Uh, Get more into kind of news focus and everything. Everybody that is getting the uh, depth charts... ADP charts, you will still be receiving those every Sunday, uh, except you'll get one this Sunday. You will not see one the following Sunday, and I'm going to have to play that one by ear um, because I'm going to be coming back from uh, vacation that Sunday, so I don't know if I'm going to have time to put one together for that week, so I may just skip a week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it may not be that big of a deal. I can work on it during the week. I'll just print everything out too. So if you're willing to wait just to have it added in there. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll do it this Sunday. I'll print everything out when I get back home the following Sunday, and I'll work on it throughout the week. So you won't get one that week, that weekend, but you'll get one the following weekend that'll have two weeks involved. That's how we'll do it. That's how we'll do it. So, but uh, yeah, we're still going to have podcasts. We're going to have two podcasts next week. Um, like I said, I'm going on vacation, but I'm going up north to a uh, friend of the program, Paul Burkholz, the gentleman who was on the uh, the live draft feed. So. We'll have some good old shenanigans. We'll have a couple of fun shows. We'll talk about bullshit, and we'll talk about the league and uh, what we're expecting, who we're looking for. We'll 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 save the uh, a little bit more with the uh, sleepers and stuff like that for next week. Even though I kind of gave you uh, one for quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger, who everybody's kind of shitting on. So um, until then, hey. I hope everybody has a fantastic week and we will try and get that podcast put out on Monday. So have a good weekend. Enjoy fight Island with UFC and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.